0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى. أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هل يستوي الذين يعلمون والذين لا يعلمون إنما يتذكر الألباب وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of Deen, <coughs> mothers and sisters. Last week in the course of the discussion, addressing the students we had mentioned that in order to move forward, we should be turning to Allah Ta'ala and we should be focusing on rectifying our weaknesses. And in this regard, one suggestion was made that for one's own records, to actually sit down and write that what are the things that I will make an effort to improve in, what are my weaknesses, not in order to show it to anybody, to discuss it with anybody, but for your own purposes to write down what the issues are in one's life, what efforts are going to be made in order to rectify it, and so on. So, alhamdulillah, I was informed that many came of their own accord to the Maldimas and mentioned that they have done this exercise, they have written down what the issues may be in their lives. Some have already discussed that they have given up various things that they were probably battling with, struggling with. Alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah. May Allah wa ta'ala. Make this a means of great barakat in your ilm. Grant tawfiq to move forward in life every moment. May Allah wa ta'ala. Make this effort that you have taken, the time that you have taken to sit down, to write these things solely to please Allah Ta'ala. As I mentioned last week, that this was purely for your own purposes. Nobody is going to ask you what you wrote. Nobody is going to ask you what the issues are. This is between you and Allah Ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, while some might have mentioned to the Molnimas that they did it, others would have not necessarily mentioned. But my hope is and I am expecting that Alhamdulillah everybody did it. So you did this, this was your step forward, this was something between you and Allah Ta'ala and undoubtedly Allah Ta'ala is very pleased with this, this is showing one's talab, one's eagerness to acquire the love of Allah Ta'ala to become an obedient servant of allah taala so this is something which is very very positive may allah taala give istiqamat on this may allah taala grant perseverance and this is the challenge which shaitan will now bring where when a person has taken a step forward then shaitan will try to disrupt this shaitan will try to disrupt this and take a person two steps backwards so this is a lifelong challenge. But when a person takes up the challenge, Alhamdulillah, this is a very, very great thing forward that you have taken the time, you sat down, you thought about it, you wrote. None of this is in vain. And don't regard it as a small thing. It's a very big thing. And alhamdulillah, Thumb Alhamdulillah, as much sugar as we can make, that you made this effort, that sugar will be less. Because this is a very great step that somebody has taken. One is that a person does something out of fear for the parents or fear for the muallima or fear for what one's friends will say or whatever else. Or out of some uh, hope of getting something in the world. Somebody sometimes is encouraged for the sake of encouragement. These things are done sometimes also. That you did your namaz, perform your salah on time ...for ten days in a row and don't miss one namaz without... uh, ...don't get one namaz delayed also... ...then I'll give you this or do that for you... ...the parents sometimes make these kind of offers, so to say... ...others make it... ...so sometimes a person is motivated for this... ...the idea there is merely to get the person into the habit of doing the right thing... ...though the motivation at that time might be for that prize... For that reward, for whatever was promised. But when the person gets into the routine, gets into the motion, gets into the habit, then inshallah from that motivation it will move on to greater motivation to do it for Allah alone. So these things also happen that somebody does it out of fear sometimes, somebody does it out of hope for some worldly reward. But here you were told clearly upfront, nobody's going to ask you about it, what you wrote, nobody's going to want to See what you wrote. This is between you and Allah Taala. So if somebody just wrote one dot, just in order to uh, tell somebody that well they wrote something, nobody's going to know what you wrote. But Alhamdulillah, you took the time, you took the effort, you sat down, you thought about it. Each, each of these things, even just sitting and thinking about it, what am I going to do? How am I I going to overcome this weakness of mine? Allah Taala loves this because this also is a step towards Allah Taala that a person is thinking, how am I going to get closer to Allah Ta'ala? Now the issue comes is, that shaitan and nafs are going to try to disrupt this. And this is the aspect, what is known as istiqamat That when a person has moved forward, a person has taken a step in the right direction, now a person has to persevere, be steadfast, remain firm, don't get distracted, the shayateen in both forms one is the invisible shayateen invisible to us and the other is the visible sh- situation when the quran sharif allah ta'ala says that one must seek refuge of allah ta'ala nas malikin nas ilahin nas min sharril waswasil khannas to seek the refuge of allah ta'ala from all these whisperings of shaitan and who are these shayateen that whisper all the evil and take a person away from the path of good, try to distract a person from the right path? It is these shayateen minal jinnati wan Nas. Allah Ta'ala says from the species of jinn and from humankind. They are shayateen in both forms. They are shayateen in the form of jinn, and they are shayateen who are the agents of the shayateen and jinn. These are the humans who become agents of Shaitan. That they start doing the work of shaytan. That Somebody is doing the right thing and they will get others telling them that uh, you want to go in the camel ages, or you are out of date, and you are out of place, and you are old fashioned. And you don't know what it is, what what this new life is all about. And they will mock the person. They will sometimes pass comments against the person. They will, when that person is sitting and doing something uh, good, then others will be mm, nudging one another and saying, look at this person now. She she wants to become the big buzzer of the time. All kinds of comments and all kinds of things will be said and done. But this is the challenge to remain steadfast to have istiqamat, to be firm. And we find that this is the lesson that the Qur'an Sharif gives us. Fastaqim kama أُمِرْتَ Allah Ta'ala is addressing Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and saying to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who is Sayyidul Anbiya wa Rasul, the greatest of all the creation of Allah Ta'ala. And his istiqamat is beyond what any, all the humankind put together can, and everybody get together, can't come 1% of the istiqamat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Allah's, Command is coming to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, فَاسْتَقِنْ That you remain steadfast as you have been commanded. وَمَنْ تَابَ مَعَكَ And your followers also must remain steadfast. So we are the followers of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We are not the followers of those who are involved in all the evil, in the corruption, those who are the slaves of fashion, those who are addicted to the BBM, and those who are addicted to Facebook and Twitter, and all these... Uh, things that take away a person, take a person away from the right path, and get a person involved in all kinds of evils. So we are not the sl- followers of all these people. We are the followers of Rasulullah Sallallahu And Allah Taala says, kama umirta That if somebody is your follower, then they too must remain steadfast. And if somebody is not your follower, then that's a different story. But if we are followers of Rasulullah sallallahu then we have also been given this command, فَاسْتَقِمْ kama أُمِرْتَ You stay steadfast. Don't worry about the others. You stay steadfast. Don't worry about what people are saying, what people are jeering, what people are commenting. For that moment, it would sometimes create some kind of difficulty maybe on a person. A person might feel a little bit hurt sometimes that these people are commenting against me a person might feel sometimes isolated sometimes alone that everybody is doing something else and i am alone but you are not alone allah taala is with you after all this place is a little this world is a place of little tests turn to allah taala get involved in the zikr of allah taala and allah taala will open the way for you we find from the time of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam the sahaba ikram the ahlullah the awliya all of them remain steadfast in the face of any hardship just one example: Hazrat Sheikhul Hind, Maula Mahmudul Hasan, Diobandi Raghmatullahi, great Buzurg of the time, and all the ulama of Dioban, all the great akabir, all of them finally trace back to Hazrat Sheikhul Hind Whether it is Hazrat Thanwi Raghmatullahi, whether it is Hazrat Allama Kashmiri Raghmatullahi, who was a walking library, whether it is Hazrat Maula Hussein Ahmad, Madni Raghmatullahi, these are the people via whom the whole world got. Uh, quenched with knowledge and with deen, with the because all the great works of deen after that all linked back to them. Whether it's the work of Dawat and Tabligh Hazrat Ma'ana Ilyas Khandalvi is also the student of Hazrat Hind Hind, and he is a student of Hazrat Gangoi uh, as well. Then various other Akabir. Hazrat Shaykhul Hadith he traces back also to Hazrat Shaykhul Hind what a personality that he has become the fountainhead of all these works of deen so he was indeed a very great personality but he also had to face many challenges the English had arrested him and they imprisoned him in the prison of Malta which was an island like how in South Africa the prisoners were sent to Robben Island. And they spent a very terrible time there, very difficult time. The conditions were very difficult. Worse than that was Malta, the island of Malta. And Hazrat Sheikh Al-Hind was imprisoned there. In any case, he was then, after some years, released. And when he passed away, those who were giving ghusl to his body, now they are seeing on his shoulder, on his back, there are huge marks, deep scars and wounds, and after a scar and a wound has healed also, but you can see that this was a very deep wound. Now they are seeing this, and they are astounded, that how did this come? So many scars and so many wounds, and nobody seems to know anything about it, they inquired from the family members, they inquired from others, but everybody is bewildered, everybody is totally in the dark. We have no idea what happened. Eventually, Hazrat Maha Ahmad Maddi, who was not there exactly at that time, who came a little later, he was in Calcutta when Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullah passed away. When he came, he was also together with Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullah in prison in Malta. He hadn't been arrested to be there, but when his ustad Hazrat ul Hind, rahmatullah Ali was arrested, he handed himself in to be also there, purely out of khid, so that he could be of service and khidmat to his ustad. Can we imagine what a gesture this is? In a difficult situation, one is just to be in an ordinary prison, where everything is, nowadays, uh, luxurious actually. Even that too is still torture. To be in prison itself is torture though the facilities might be good and whatever else, here we are talking about a prison like Malta, to be like in Robben Island, and with the difficult and harsh conditions. So, Maddi, alhamdulillah, had also handed himself in. I will also remain in prison with my Ustad. But that became then the means of him becoming the means of benefit for thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. That was a barkat of this khidmat that he made. In any case, when he came, people asked him, Do you know anything about this? So, when they asked him and they mentioned to him what they saw in terms of the wounds on his back, etc., then he began tearing. And he said that this was a secret of Shaykh al Hind Rahmatullah And he had warned me never to disclose his secret in his lifetime. Because once a person has passed away, now it's no more secret. So he said, now that he has passed away, while he was living, I could not disclose this. This was his secret. But now that he has passed away, I can mention it now, that he was tortured by the English in prison. And very severe torture. They would lash him, and they would sometimes even place burning coals under him and all this they did and they would insist on him that you just say that you are with the English you are not against them that's all, you just make this one statement now the English were committing terrible oppression they had come from England and they had subjugated they had uh, brought the Muslims under their rule and they were committing great amount of zulm upon the people of India and the Muslims in particular so the ulama of the time they stood up against this zulm. So this was the reason Hazrat Shah Abdul was now imprisoned, and he was being persecuted, and they were insisting on him. You say this much, you write it down, sign it, that you are not against the English. That's all, because they could then use that now and spread this word in the country and uh, break the spirit of the Muslims. He refused totally. Now, Hazrat Nadine, Ali, says that many a times. After he would be tortured, he would come, they would release him at the night, but these wounds would be so severe and so deep that he can't even sleep the whole night as a result of the severe pain of these wounds. And he would be tossing and turning in this pain, and the next day they would take him and they would torture him again. He says, many times I said to him, that there might be some way that you can say something, maybe you don't say what they want you to say, but you say something which will stop this torture, that they would just get happy you said something. And they would stop torturing you. He would blankly say that, no, there is no such thing. I can't say anything that would uh, appease them in some way. They want me to make the statement, I am never going to make it. Any case, this carried on. One day, again, he was tortured very severely. And he says that, when he came back after the severe torture, he says there were about three or four of us together with him in prison, all were his students. We saw this, we could not tolerate this. He says, we got together and jointly we pleaded with him, that uh, this can't go on like this, why don't you just make some some statement of some sort which will stop this torture, and uh, so that you are not put through this difficulty, we can't bear this, we can't bear to see it, how you are going through this yourself. So please have some mercy on us, and and say something so that you are safe from this torture. When Hz. Shaykh al-Hind saw that this whole group got together now, three, four people are together saying it, he became a little upset. And his face changed color. And with the signs of being with a little bit angry on him, he then addressed all these students of his. And he then addressed hazrat Maddi in particular. And he said to him, Hussain Ahmad... كَا Oh Hussein Ahmed, what do you think about me? Don't you know that I am the spiritual son of Hazrat Bilal رضي الله Hazrat Bilal رضي was dragged on the streets of Makkah Mukarrama and he was tortured, he was lashed and the kuffar would take turns one after the other to lash him because one would do one would lash him so much that he would get tired And then the other would take over. And Hazrat Bilal radiAllahu anhu through all this would say, Ahad, Ahad. So this is what he was referring to. He merely said this much, Don't you know I am the spiritual son of Hazrat Bilal radiAllahu anhu? In other words, I am his follower. And he remained steadfast. He did not get uh, affected by the torture that was being meted out to him. And such severe torture, Boulders are being placed on his chest. He's being dragged through the streets of Makkah Mukarramah. Can we imagine being dragged through the hot streets of Makkah Mukarramah? And he's saying, he's saying, Ahad, Ahad, the one Allah. So, says, Maddi Rahmatullah, he's saying, don't you know, I'm the spiritual son of Hazrat Bilal radiallahu anh. I'm the spiritual son of Hazrat Khubayb radiallahu anh, who was martyred mercilessly. I'm the spiritual son of Hazrat Sumayya radiallahu ta'ala Anha who gave her life and was martyred mercilessly, but didn't give up her iman. In that time when they, she was being told that give up your iman, if she merely just uttered some words to appease them, but no difference came in the heart, that would have been fine. It wouldn't have affected her iman in any way. But she was not even prepared to say those words for them. She said, I will not say anything against Allah and His Rasul, sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You want to take my life, you can do what you want, but I will not say anything even just to appease you. Whereas in that condition, ukriha wa bil iman, Without having the iman affected in any way in the heart, the person's heart is filled with imansal. Just merely utter something with the tongue, and the person says something which has maybe a double meaning, he is taking one meaning, but they are thinking that he is saying what they want him to say, then there is no sin upon this person. To save one's life, but Hazrat Sumayyah said, "My life can go, but I will remain steadfast. I won't even utter one word that Allah ta'ala and His Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi would not be happy with." She remained steadfast and gave her life. Don't you know I am the son of Hazrat Sumayyah R.A. the spiritual son, Ruhani beta Sumayyah I am the spiritual son of Hazrat Sumayyah anha. Don't you know that I am the spiritual son of Hazrat Imam Malik rahmatullahi that he was given great amount of taklif and difficulty from his enemies don't you know I am the spiritual son of Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi that he was because he stood up for the truth and he wasn't prepared to uh, support the zulm and the oppression of the rulers of the time they wanted him to become the qazi etc and he was not prepared to support the zulm in any way. So he was then put into prison and tortured until finally his janaza came out of the prison. His janaza left from the prison. Don't you know I am the spiritual son of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal Rahmatullahi that he was also lashed repeatedly because he was not prepared to support the wrong of the ruler of the time. So Don't you know I am the spiritual sons of all these people? I am the spiritual son of all these great people who have left these lessons, these lessons of being steadfast, not being affected by what the conditions are. Subhanallah, what conditions, what kind of situation, what kind of difficulty, what kind of torture. And they are not being distracted from their cause, they are not being distracted from the path that they have taken they are remaining steadfast and they are continuing. This is that istiqamat that we have to learn. Now that a person has taken a step in the right direction, there will be all these challenges will come. But these challenges, we can't compare one iota, one fraction to the challenges of the Sahaba Kiram. And the Sahabai Kiram are very, very far away from ahead of us, very high. We can't even compare to the sacrifices and to the challenges to so the sacrifices that were made and the challenges that were faced by our own akabir of the recent past and even the akabir of the very recent past one is the recent past in terms of the akabir of Dalunum Dyoban and we are talking about the Sheikh Al-Hind rahmatullahi, and Hazrat Maddi Rahmatullah and others, all the other akabir even those of our very near past and many of our present akabir also We can't compare one fraction to the sacrifices that they make and the difficulties and the challenges that they have to bear. We may not know what goes on behind the scenes. We may not know what goes on in their lives, what, what difficulties they have to bear. But we have some challenges also that face us, which are a fraction of these challenges. But Inshallah, Summa Inshallah, If we remain steadfast in the face of these challenges, what challenges we have nowadays? Our challenge is to avoid the BBM, for example. Subhanallah. Where is the challenge of being tortured in prison? And the challenge of just avoiding the BBM? And let us not uh, get distracted with the reasonings of nafs and shaitan. Many a times, nafs and shaitan will say, No, you are innocent in this. You are not doing anything wrong. You just are part of some very innocent group maybe. Many people have these kind of BBM groups and WhatsApp groups and they are so involved in the WhatsApp group that they don't know what's happening. They are all in WhatsApp. They don't know what's happening. And because they are caught up in this bari musibat they get blinded sometimes to where is this leading. So this is not innocent. To be part of these things seems innocent. But this all this leads to one thing to the other and before a person knows it, a person is caught in a whole lot of other things. So these instinct, these instinct instruments, this blackberries and other instruments and all this WhatsApp and Twitter and Facebook and all these things, we have to stay miles away from it. Don't touch it for even permissible reasons. These are permissible technology. If a person uses it in the correct way, uh, there is no guna on the person. It's permissible if a person uses it for a noble purpose. But as I have many times given the example, that the qurbani knife, the knife that slaughters the ox, what's wrong with that knife? That knife is a very, very useful instrument. It can slaughter the ox. If you don't have that kind of knife, then you can't slaughter the ox. Now what a great ibadat, qurbani. And this knife is a means of performing that ibadat. But, that knife is not given in the hand of a child. No child is allowed to handle that knife. Forget a child allowed to handle that knife. Even just ordinary adults are not allowed to handle that knife. This is very dangerous. It's kept in its case. And only at the time of the slaughtering, the person who is going to slaughter now, is holding it very carefully, he quickly takes out the knife from the case, slaughters it, as soon as the animal is slaughtered, he washes it, puts it back in the case, and is kept away out of reach. As far as this modern technology is concerned, most of us, most of us, most of us, with this technology in our hands, it's like that very, very sharp and dangerous qurbani knife, very useful, but very sharp and dangerous qurbani knife in the hand of a child. With technology in our hands, most of us are like children with qurbani knives in our hands. And before we know it, we are cutting ourselves all over the place and many commit spiritual suicide with this. Many commit spiritual suicide with these knives. Before a person knows it, now the person is complaining, I am addicted to this haram and to that haram. And as a result, person's marriage is now broken. Last week we spoke about this in detail. No need to go about it in detail again. But I think that no matter how, if every week we talk about the harms of this, then too it would not be sufficient. And then too it would still be required. So in any case, uh, we digressed again that these things we stay far away from it. All these BBMs and even for the innocent purposes. all this. What? What's the need for all these groups and all these things? It's just Shaitan's very subtle plot to make one thing lead to the other. And then a person is at the moment very appeased that I am not part of anything haram, I didn't speak anything haram to anybody, I'm not chatting to any boy, I'm not chatting to any uh, uh, wrong person, I'm not looking at anything haram, so it's fine. But keep in mind, that this is a very dangerous qurbani knife, and most of us, 98% of us, are children, when it comes to technology in our hands. We are children, with that qurbani knife in our hands. And this is no uh, hypothetical uh, statement, this is not just some example, we are talking about reality, first-hand reality, for the number of situations that come up, and the excessive number of people that themselves then admit the problems that created in their lives. So we digressed from the point of istiqamat we are talking about, this is the challenges we are left with. Our challenge is just to avoid these things nowadays, to avoid talking to the people that are not permissible for us to talk to. To avoid interacting with non-mahrams. To avoid being in places where intermingling is taking place. To avoid going to all these fairs and bazaars and malls and so on. But that has become our challenges. Subhanallah. Don't do certain things and thus you got Allah's grace on you and fuzzle on you. Before they had to suffer all these kind of things. What suffering and what hardship, what difficulty... And now, our challenge is just this much. But, if we just merely just persevere in this much of the challenge also, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will raise us with those people who undertook those challenges, who underwent that persecution, who underwent that suffering, and didn't uh, get deterred by it, did not get distracted from the straight path. We will be raised with Hazrat Bilal, we will be raised with radiallahu anha we will be raised in the among the people of Hazrat Imam Abu Hanifa, we will be raised with the people of Hazrat Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, and we will be raised among the followers of Sheikh Al-Hind, we can't even dream about what they went through. If we just merely dream about it, we'll be so scared after that nightmare that we won't be able to, be, to focus the whole day, that we merely dreamt about undergoing what they went through, the kind of torture that they we put through if we merely dream that we are being given one fraction of that torture we might just ask for taweez to every person we pass, please give me a taweez. I don't get this dream again but if we are just steadfast we just remain strong in the light of these aspects inshallah this to Allah, to Allah will bless us tremendously with now these little notes we have made And Inshallah, everybody has made these notes for themselves, for their own purposes. This is a record between you and Allah Ta'ala. That you have moved towards Allah Ta'ala. And Inshallah, those who have for any reason forgot, or whatever, they didn't do it, they will also do it. Now, the next step is every day, or every few days, or once a week, review that. And I wrote point number one. This is my problem. What progress have I made? Further, you don't write anything also, don't worry. But you sit down and think about it, ponder about it. Just make this little figure about it. That point number one I wrote, this was my weakness. What improvement have I made now? Uh, I wrote here that I am going to consult with so and so. Have I done it yet? If not, when am I going to do it? Okay, let me write some target date now that within one day, within two days, or within three days, whatever it is, what you feel, what what comes in your heart, I'm now going to follow this up. Okay, the second point, this is what I wrote. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I've made some progress in this. This is what has already happened. But is this sufficient? Is there still more to do? Okay, number three, alhamdulillah, I already have stopped number three completely. Maybe number three, I was chatting to some boy, or whatever the case is. I have completely stopped this, alhamdulillah, Summa alhamdulillah. Make shukar upon that to Allah Ta'ala. It is not our achievement It is Allah Taala's grace So strike that off But don't remove it from the page yet Because next week you are going to look at it Am I still continuing with what Is it still stuck off oh Allah forbid Has it started creeping back onto the page In other words this is starting to creep again into the system So keep it there Strike it off but keep it there And keep looking that Alhamdulillah This is still the case that I have Last week it was gone, this week it's still like that. I have not indulged in this again. So, this is going to be your own record. This is going to be your own Hisab, Kitab. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Take an account of yourself before the day comes when you will be taken to account. Inshallah on the day of Qiyamat, this page will be in your scales of good deeds. And Allah Ta'ala knows best what the weight of this page will be. This is not a small thing. Don't regard it as something trivial. You have taken a very big step in life. You have taken a very great step ahead. And if somebody forgot to do it, the door is still open for you as well. This is between you and Allah Ta'ala. This is between you and Allah Ta'ala to take that step forward. Take the time. Do it today maybe the ma'alimahs will give everybody five minutes, the last five minutes of the day, to merely sit down in their minds, if they haven't got the page in Madrasa, they got the page at home, but the last three minutes, five minutes, they will be given time, inshallah, just to sit down and review this. You, is between you and Allah Ta'ala. Nobody is going to ask you, what you wrote, what are you reviewing, you review it in your heart, between you and your rabb these are the points i wrote if you didn't write it you sit down and make the mental note now or you write it on your page for yourself sit down and write it nobody's going to ask you what you are writing you are writing the angels are a witness to it allah is seeing and <coughs> this is between you and your rabb and you review it and maybe once a week inshallah once a week the last 3 minutes on some day maybe the last 3 minutes of a friday or some other day whichever day is suitable The last three minutes will be given to review this. Again, between you and Allah Ta'ala, you are not going to review it in front of anybody. It's up to you if you discuss it, to take advice from someone, if you want to take somebody's guidance on what to do regarding a particular issue, which is the thing that you should do. But that too is your decision. That too is your choice. And more than anything else, you are talking to Allah Ta'ala in this regard. Ya Allah, this is my weakness. Ya Allah, this is my intention, this is my effort, this is my target, this is how I am going to try and overcome this. Ya Allah, you help me. Ya Allah, you assist me. Ya Allah, all these challenges are there. So that Bilal Adelan was dragged on the streets of Makkah Sharif. I am being dragged towards BBM. I can't compare anywhere. There is no, no comparison between the two. But Ya Allah, in my own limited way, this too is a challenge for me. But I'm going to remain steadfast. He was dragged and he said, Ahad, I'm being dragged in that direction. I'm also going to say that, Fafirru illallah, I'm going to flee to Allah Ta'ala. I'm not going to come towards this, that is going to take me towards things that, going, that will involve me in haram. So, Ya Allah, you keep me steadfast and you enable me to be raised with Hasad Bilal on the day of Qiyamah with the sumaya radiallahu anha on the day of Qiyamat, with nabi sallallahu and the sahaba kiram, with the ahlullah and inshallah tomorrow on the day of Qiyamat, we will be resurrected among these people and these little challenges that come it is only the initial stages that seem difficult on the initial level it seems very very challenging but when a person is perse- when a person is steadfast a person perseveres undertakes a little pain on the heart Allah Ta'ala then eases the way forward. Allah Ta'ala then removes the difficulty. Then the person finds that what one thought was impossible. Suddenly is very easy. Then it is like a very, very simple thing. But initially, everything seems difficult. When a person starts doing it, to drive, seems difficult, very difficult initially. But a person starts driving, and now the person starts driving without any, even giving it a second thought that how must a person put the clutch in and how must a person release the clutch uh, uh, gradually, it all happens so naturally. Likewise, a person will find it very very easy after time, but initially there is a little challenge, but this little challenge, this little difficulty, a person is undertaking for Allah Ta'ala alone. And Allah Ta'ala is all-knowing, Allah Ta'ala is all-seeing, Allah Ta'ala knows what is going through the heart of some person, what mujahada somebody is making within themselves. And Allah Ta'ala rewards this in innumerable ways In this dunya, in the hereafter Is beyond our imagination as well May Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq Of remaining steadfast Allah Ta'ala keep us with istiqamat Keep us with steadfastness Enable us to keep moving forward Save us from getting distracted and moving backwards May Allah Ta'ala accept the effort each one has made May Allah Ta'ala put barakah in it May Allah Ta'ala take it forward Grant each one birkat in their knowledge, birkat in their amal, and accept each one for the service of Deen. Allah Taala make this a reality. Wa aakhiru da'wana anil rabbil alamin. Allahu ma lakal hamdu kullu wa lakal shukru kullu. Allahu ma la nussi thana an'aleik anta kama athnita 'ala nafsiك. Yaza Allahu 'anna nabiya nahu Muhammadan sallallahu 'alayhi wasallam bima hu ahlu. Rabbana wa lama anfusana wa illa mtakhfilana wa tarhamna la nakuunna min alkhaserin. رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحاب اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين